Welcome to Fire Away Seriously Funny Conversations, the podcast where we catch up on things that make us laugh and things that make us human. We are Matt Bays and Leslie Robbins, and today, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. And, the and that is it. Sex, <laughs> sex, sex, and more sex. Gay sex, straight sex, lesbian sex. Married sex. All yeah. the sex. We're talking about Christmas decorations at Happy Farms to you. <laughs> and Matt's experience with The Rock. The Rock musical. And my experience stepping in for one Mr. Justin Timberlake. I mean, if you had a quarter for the many times you've had to do it. Oh. God, well, somewhere he's telling this exact same story. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't able to do The Rock. So Matt Bays was able to step in for me. So do you want to just kick it right off to, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Oh, Leslie. <laughs> Here, here's what's happening on Facebook memories. I'm getting all of these po- Facebook memories is the devil. Sometimes yeah. it's so great. And sometimes yeah. it's like, thanks, Facebook. I didn't need that today. <laughs> this one actually is something that I fully welcome because it is something I absolutely enjoy talking about, but I will not name names, even though I kind of don't really care. Here's mm-hmm. what happened. I get a call one day from a man who's like, we're putting on this rock musical. It's called The Rock. It's about the end of Jesus's life, you know, his time with the disciples, blah, blah, blah. We've written it. And it's all songs from like the 70s and 80s. So I'm like, now I'm just going to go on record right here as saying, this actually is a really good idea. It's a really good idea. The songs and the way everything was laid out was kind of impressive. However, the guy doing it, he's an ideas guy. So he's Mm -hmm. one of these guys that has these big lofty ideas. And it's great that he has these ideas. He's a creative or whatever. Okay. But no planning, no administrative capabilities, you know, and it takes a lot to get that done. So he's surrounding Mm -hmm. himself with, I'm telling you, first class musicians, right? Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. has a killer band, a killer band director, all of the parts of everybody who's playing a disciple or Jesus, I was Jesus, or Mary Magdalene or whatever. I know. What can I say? Gay Jesus. Gay Jesus. Gay (laughs) Jesus. Anyway. So, but everybody, all the singers are unbelievable. And I'm not Mm. talking about me. I'm talking about the people, the caliber of people. It was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Here's the first time that I knew that something was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. We tried to get Justin Timberlake to do your part of Jesus, but <laughs> he was too <laughs> expensive, and uh, but he was really interested in it, but it was too expensive. And I was like, no, he wasn't. <laughs> interested and no you didn't talk to him and no you never reached him right 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 didn't happen i was like i'm not doing it unless they pay me yeah right 
because mm-hmm. I'm a professional and that's what I do. So right. I'm not going to spend all this time. This is not something that I wanted to do and they needed it done. It was, I think we had like three, four weeks, you know, nobody shows up for rehearsals. <laughs> it's like the weirdest thing. Right. And, you know, I just don't do that. If, no. if there's a rehearsal, I'm there, I'm there on time. I'm prepared. There were times where I showed up for rehearsal, two people were there and I was like, what is happening right now? How are we going right. to pull this together? So it became very clear that this was just going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you've got all these talented singers. So we're learning choreography, all of the yes, shenanigans. We have two performances and I start getting the feeling that nobody's going to come to this. And girl, was I right. The first night there were like 16 people there. 16. So you did it. You did the, you went all the oh, way. We did it. Night. We did it. Learned oh. all the music. I mean, it was music from the Doobie Brothers and Queen and Alanis Morissette. And I mean, it was really cool. And the band was thumping really, really good. Here's the thing. This guy said, yes, of course, I'm going to pay you or whatever. Well, I started getting the feeling. I just don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, I'm going to ask for half. And it was the week of the performances. I thought I'm going to ask for half. So I did. He was like, well, we're just, I'm just paying everybody afterwards. And I said, nope, I'm going to need half before mm-hmm. Friday, before our performance. And then the next Tuesday, Wednesday, every day we came in, he didn't have that check. And I finally cornered him on Wednesday night. And I said, I need half of my check by tomorrow on Thursday before our performances, are we clear? And he said, yes. So Thursday night, he brought me a check for half. It is the only money anyone has seen. That money, mine, the only money anyone ever saw. All of these people he hired, all of them. Mm -hmm. We're talking musicians, and you know musicians, how they scrimp Mm -hmm. by to be able to have a creative Mm -hmm. life and do this. Mm-hmm. musicians, band members, the lead band director, all of the singers, all professionals. It's why the music was so freaking good. Yeah. And no one got paid. Oh and God. he blamed it on us and said it was because we didn't advertise, which is not our job. No. But we did because obviously I'm getting my Facebook posts from where I was advertising. Sure. But it's not our problem. Yeah. It's your thing. You hired us for pay, told us how much we were going to make. Isn't that crazy? Whoa. So are they taking him to court or anything like that? Oh, I think everybody thought about it. And I certainly did. I looked into it. But then I just, it's just too much trouble. It's like, what am I going to pay an attorney and all this stuff? It wasn't enough money to make that difference. But I did feel like It was one of the dirtiest things I've seen somebody do in a long time and take zero responsibility. So I had many messages back and forth with him. And he was just like, not sorry. It was just like, it's your problem. You guys didn't sell the tickets. You guys, it was like, it was just super weird. But I have video of like when Jesus is getting nailed to the cross. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jesus is backstage. So you hear it. You don't see it. We're backstage. I have video of me with the girl who's nailing. There's this girl back there. And I'm like, what are you using to nail to make the sound? And she goes, I remember this. She's like, they didn't give me anything. So I found this tape dispenser, like scotch tape dispenser, like one of the metal ones. It's like that big. 
Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And she's literally found something and it's clanging against this thing with this tape dispenser while I'm going, why, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> with that scotch tape. Uh, oh my God. The scotch tape, but that the scotch tape was like a metaphor for the whole Oh thing. my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a mess. Name names. I mean, he, he'd hired dancers, like all of it and paid nobody. So lesson learned, do not do anything without being paid up front. Well, most of the time you don't get paid up front. You get paid afterwards. And around Indianapolis, it's such a like, everybody knows everybody in the music, you know, that you don't have to worry about that. But this guy's name, I'm like, if anybody ever called or asked, I would have to say, he's dirty. He will not yeah. pay you. He right. will work He'll your ass on off. You. Blame it on you and not pay you the money that he's promised to you. It was super weird. But I don't know why I got that inkling that like he started talking about ticket sales. And I was like, I'm getting half my money or I'm going to tell him, which I didn't have to. I had to push him. But I was going to say, I am not going on Friday without my money. Do you think that just came out of his bank account? Probably. Yeah, it would have. But I'll tell you what, I was much cheaper than Justin Timberlake's 15000 I- <laughs> <laughs> okay, that sucks, and I hate that. It was when called I wrote the rock. the rock on my paper. I thought we were talking about the movie star, The Rock, <laughs> and that is why I went into full WWE wrestling yesterday. I was like, "The Rock, can you smell what The Rock is cooking?" I was quoting him, but that video has to go on our Instagram live. I would love her playing in the tape dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> so funny yes okay yeah <laughs> then he came to my church he kept coming to my church and i would see i him. wouldn't show my face i, I know would be, i would be horrified i know but you know how narcissistic people can be where they're like they cannot see themselves so he's like mm-hmm. i did nothing wrong this was all on you guys i'm not paying you and then just walks in there like I'm here for church. <sighs> Are you a morning person? Yeah. yeah I mean, listen, like I, I don't jump up and like rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. But like, I prefer doing things in the morning as opposed to in the afternoon. You do. If I've worked a full day and been around a ton of people, I'm going to be like, yeah. Uh, but in the morning, yeah. I haven't seen anybody. So I'm good. Yeah. You seem like a morning person to me. Yeah. Like some people would just, Never do this in the oh, morning. Oh, really? No, God. Are no, you a morning like, person? You seem like an all-day person, so it doesn't I'm matter. a morning person for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so is Chris. We both wake up like this. Like, <laughs> just kind of your... buzzing. I mean, it's total sleep face, you know, but still, like, <laughs> dancing around. And, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't know, know that I dance around, but I wouldn't do that. Nor- like, but you go to freaking Starbucks and come back home like that. Well, this is my reward for doing this. Oh, okay. Starbucks. Oh, I keep adding fall decor like Jimmy Fallon does. For Christmas, he does it. So every show in December, he adds like Christmas decorations. Something new. Yeah. Well, your pumpkins, those pumpkins were there yesterday. I know. I added, I didn't add any. Oh, poop. I'll have a scarecrow right here. Yes. Definitely a scarecrow. (laughs) 
I get to decorate um, Sunny Farms. Sorry, for, I'm do this again. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I want to hear what you have to say. When I spray these, these uh, nasal steroids, they loosen everything up up there. Go ahead. Is it just like Afrin? No, it's a Flonase, just over the counter. Yeah. Nas- it. It's a nasal steroid. But I found out the other day that with allergies, I was looking up what's the best cure for your eyes because my main problem is itchy eyes. Mm-hmm. And Flonase, I, I don't know how it works, but they're like Flonase up your nose, a nasal steroid somehow mm-hmm. affects your eyes. So it must be all mapping together up there. Yeah. Flonase is not a sponsor, you guys, but we're working on it. <laughs> well, we need I'll a song t- for Flonase. Do we need a song? Flonase, make your nose flow with Flonase all day. There's Flonase. There. Flonase, make your nose flow. I like that. I like it. It's on your next record. Yeah. I um, have to decorate Sunny Farms for um, fall and Christmas. And I love it, but I also feel a little pressure because I'm not a decorator. Because that's what you call it. Happy Farms. (laughs) Happy Farms. (laughs) <laughs> yes. All of a sudden I thought, oh, I was close yes. on the name. <laughs> Happy Farms. So you have to decorate Happy Farms for fall and for Christmas? Or yeah. Christmas? And like, I love that, but I don't want to be in charge. I've never been in charge of the decorations. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I feel like somebody. Who? Margie. Isn't there a Margie there? No, there's lots of Marys and Mary Lou's. Mary Lou. They're, they're in our 90s. They don't want to do it. You need somebody who is kind of controlling because they'll get it done. Yeah. Sparklers, if you're out there, uh, it would be a volunteer project for you. So do you have a crew that's going to help you or how are you going to get I this I don't have done? nobody. I have myself. That is it. I'm you thinking like just over- the entire farm. I'm thinking I'm just... <laughs> Yes. No, I'm just going to do certain spots. I'm not going to do the whole place. You need to recruit Beth for that. Okay. Beth isn't really a sparkler. I don't think she really listens. Maybe if we trash talk her every time and we just tell people to go follow her and like, (laughs) go follow Beth. I have friends that you can tell don't listen. And I I don't care if friends don't listen. I don't care. I think Chris listens about half the time, probably to be nice. It's just not... The kind of podcast you would listen to. It's usually our fringe friends that listen. The people that we don't see a lot, right. they'll listen. Like our friends that are close to us, they're, they're like, like, we heard, heard all, your stories. Oh yeah, we, we've heard all these stories. Or you're my mom who listens probably the first. I mean, she lives in Nebraska. And so our podcast comes out at midnight, but at in, a, in Nebraska, it's at 11. So she wakes up and listens. Oh, she does? Yeah, Johnny on the spot. She's right on it. Yes. Look at that. Yeah. Good for her. Thank you, Tammy. You're the best sparkler in the whole damn world. I'm here to tell you consistently, I will wake up at four o'clock in the morning on Friday. Our podcast drops at midnight. There are 23 people who have listened in the middle of the night. Whoever you are. Wow. You are a truth. And thank you. And you are the true sparklers. And our gift to you is send us your address and we'll send you a bottle of melatonin. Or Flonase. (laughs) Or Flonase. But these people obviously need sleep more than they need allergy (laughs) protection. 
I had an idea. What are your chapters of your book? Let's start with that. The gay book? So two. Yeah. Listen. Is there like a chapter that we can talk about? Well, there is the chapter, Stop Doing Porn. (laughs) Mom, stop. (laughs) We, We could start there, potentially. Then here's another one specifically designed for your mom. That's called Get Off Grinder. There's We've talked one. about online dating, though, and it is stupid. Here's one for your dad. It's called okay. Dick Picks. <laughs> We've talked about all of this. Dang it. I thought we I have, really hit something. How about we're in an open relationship? Okay. Okay. It's a thing. It is. I know. Yeah. Here's, I, I don't think I would do it, but... I think there's You're some not benefits. Sure. I don't like, think I would do it, but <laughs> twist my arm. That just depends on if it's Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yes, when Justin calls for me to join their marriage, I might I'm do gonna, it. I'm just going to try this out. <laughs> that's no, I. That's extreme. But I was talking to my friend Danielle about this. Like, there are people who. Um, they get bed divorced where they sleep in different beds. They have different bedrooms. Yeah. Okay. And I say, if that works for you, do not think that if you're not following the 1960 rules for marriage, then you have a bad marriage. That's not true. That's not real. Wait, say that for me. I, I, I missed. You know, there's understood. this like stereotype. I think that we all have of marriage that you, do everything together, you sleep together, you brush your teeth together, everything's great in harmony. And since I've been divorced and remarried and blending families and all that, I'm like, whatever works for you and makes that marriage work, sleep in different rooms. There's one family that they're married, but they're blending their families and they live in a house that's been renovated into two houses. So when the kids are home, they live in their two houses. They do life separate. They can hang out together, obviously. But it's if you don't feel like seeing each other or whatever, you don't have to. And I'm like, that is that's that's the thing that works for them. That keeps their marriage alive. That keeps them whatever. And so would the thought be um, this just doesn't work with us all together. There's two separate families. We love each other. Yeah. But we're not necessarily blending at all right okay i mean it's a it's a thought i guess if it works for you people can do whatever they want i get it but i don't i'm not getting bed divorced if i'm getting bed divorced i'm getting divorced which i'm not getting divorced right well but that wouldn't work for you that's what i'm saying no it would not work for me but i mean i guess i see i know that there are people who like one's a really bad snorer you Mm -hmm. know that kind of stuff. There's issues that way that I understand, but I don't know. It feels like it could be just a, like a little bit of a easy descent into having serious problems. Maybe. Or is that just sort of an excuse? Cause you don't really want to be around that person anymore. I don't know. Well, like there's also the idea of like, you are extremely um, neat and your spouse is a mess. Yeah. And that is causing a thing in your marriage. And so you say, okay, we're going to have different rooms. Your stuff's all in that room. My stuff is in this room. Your stuff is all in your hog pile. Exactly. And mine is over here. That's what I mean. That might work. Like, I think 
my point is not that you should go and get a new girlfriend or whatever or boyfriend. Yeah. But my point is if you need to take your stuff and sleep in another room three or four nights a week and then maybe sleep together two or three, whatever, that's okay. For those times when you celebrate the moments of your life. And honestly, I mean, it might feel like you're dating again. Yeah. Oh, early, the dopamine and all all that crazy. Right. There's something, you know, that you lose the kind of, I can't speak for the gay community. I can only speak for my heterosexual experience. Like if there's something about waking up and hearing somebody snore all night and that's me, I snore or, you know, the morning breath and you sweat and you're just, you know, there's something you lose that sex, that sexiness. (laughs) Oh no. I think it was all there. The snoring, the breath, the sweating. Yeah. It's just, no. But if you freshen up, you know, I'm in a different room. I don't have to deal with that. Did you say, you know, I'm not talking about the gay community here and then mention all those things because you think we do like all those things? Because if so, you're right. You do like those things? The bad gay breath, the sweating. The no, I just mean like yes. there's just something unattractive about that it loses okay. its shine mm-hmm. and maybe for men who are married to men they don't care they're they have sex no problem doesn't matter i can't do it that makes sense have sex with know. a man lesbian <sighs> lesbian God, you're, i'm already dreading the promos Leslie, to this episode <laughs> this is your moment <laughs> Honestly, I'm coming out as I never want to be in a relationship again. If, if something happens to Tom, I'm done. That's I'm, it. I'm done. You're, I'm just going to get a few kitty cats. And- yes, I just don't. I'm not interested. I like to be by myself. I'm a self person, period. Okay. <laughs> Actually, we, my cousins and my sister and I have this pact that when our husbands die or we divorce or whatever happens, we're all going to just move in together to like a commune and be like the Golden Girls. Yes. I'll come. Uh, If Chris is dead, I'll come. Yeah, great. You're invited. Bring the cheesecake. Thank you. And we're just going to like have fun and not worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say, not that you should invite somebody into your marriage, but I think that if you want to get a different bedroom, that's Yeah. Yeah. But I think the open relationship thing where we, where we began is, I mean, it's essentially about, you know, having sex with other people. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's about. In the gay world, that's what it's about. It's a thing. And, you know, I know a couple uh, relationships that do that. I'm not a proponent of that at all. I couldn't do it. Wouldn't want to have no desire for that. But people do it. And there are a few that have been together for a number of years, maybe five, six years. But I keep thinking it's hard to know because the statistics aren't really in. But I just wonder about... If you're looking, so this book that I'm writing is like Mm -hmm. how to find and keep a gay man, Mm -hmm. find and keep. Those Mm -hmm. are the important things of it. So finding is one thing, keeping is another. And I think there are statistics in uh, just sociological studies and in psychology that would say that anytime that there's another person there, you know, Mm -hmm. that you're having sex with in an open relationship, that it erodes trust and trust is like the hallmark for keeping this thing together and once that is gone you know it's a slow just a slippery slope into divorce and ending the relationship 
So when I think of people who are like, well, yes, I want to find and keep a relationship, but I also want to be with somebody who wants an open relationship. Even if they say they want an open relationship, you have to know that the risk factor goes up mm-hmm. for you losing that person in the end. And I'm just kind of surprised by that, that mm-hmm. if you just want, and this is what I don't like about it, if you just want to have sex with other people, just be honest about it. Just say, yeah, yeah. but don't pretend that this is about gay woke. Yeah. Like we're just gay woke. That's why, you know, now, <laughs> no, you're not. Uh, maybe some feel that they are or whatever, but I think a lot of times when you want to have sex with other people outside of your marriage, it's because you want to have sex with people. Mm-hmm. It's not about gay woke and it's not about look how open we are or we're enlightened. Right. It's animal. Yeah. You know? But the commitment of marriage and a long relationship is that you stay together and that you share only that together if you actually want to find and keep. I just think sex with other people is, listen, you're not heading for good things. Yeah. I go crazy knowing my husband was having sex with another person and me giving it my stamp of approval. Yeah. I think um, there's one side of it that is only sex driven. Like I just want to have sex with more people, which is kind of a you problem. In my opinion, it's not really like a uh, your partner problem that you've got some issues that you need to work out. If that's the only reason like you're, uh, you know, twice a week or three times or even every day is not enough with one person. Like you have to have more like to me, you might have an issue that you need to work out with yourself. No judgment because we all have issues, but I think for women, it could be about, I'm not having intimacy. Like you can have sex all day long and it's just slam, bam, thank you, ma'am. And then you go about your life and there's no, there's no quality to it at all. There's no relation. Yeah. So I think a lot of times that's what they're looking for is somebody to love them or feel like they love them. Yeah. So therapy. Yeah. It all all comes down to a you issue. Yeah. It's not about your spouse and never has been. It's about you. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the reason you want to leave your marriage is usually a you issue Mm -hmm. because you can't change other people. You can't say you need to have sex with me more. Three times a day is just not enough. Like, so let's ask the question, how much sex should a couple be having? <laughs> I don't know. We'll put a survey on our story. <laughs> yes. Sparklers, phone in. How much sex should you be having in your relationship, your marriage or your committed relationship? How much sex? Is it quality? Is it quantity? Is it both? Right. I mean, as women, we definitely have high standards for like, you need to start in the morning and you need to bring me flowers and you need like, yeah. you need like a lot of pomp and circumstance to Do get you know into it. Yeah. The, the people that have the most sex are two gay men, mm-hmm. then a man and a woman. And then last on the list is two women. Yeah. And Glennon Doyle talks about this in her podcast. Mm-hmm. about how there's just a lot to referee with the emotions between mm-hmm. two women, mm-hmm. you know, of everybody settling and being ready and being mm-hmm. there. I thought it was kind of brave to sort of put that out there and talk about it. Because with guys, it's like, 
You and okay, <laughs> you too. Oh, I can. Yeah. Okay, it's fine. I can see do that. I want I to. That. I mean, not really, but you do. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> figured out. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, there's I not can, a lot I mean, of. I don't want to. There's this. I'm going to say her name wrong. I think her name is Esther Perel, and she's like a psychologist who um, her her feature thing is about infidelity. She's done it for like 40 years. And she was on the Dax Shepard podcast. I think she's been on it twice. You and love said, that podcast. I love it. You won't listen yeah. to it. But I've listened to I've listened to half of one episode. Okay. Not very good, but I'm getting there. It's a good episode if you've ever been cheated on or you've cheated on before, because she really talks, goes into detail about it. She says for two couples, like sometimes it saves the marriage or saves the relationship. And they like he was like, what do you mean? And he was like, she said, you know, some people who have cancer, they don't wish that they ever had cancer. They wish that never happened to them, but they survived it and it, they, it changed them. Okay. They're yeah, stronger. Yeah. They understand so, themselves. So like a better. wake up call for life. Yeah. It was like, yeah. A, yeah. yeah. And then that. the other part she said was a lot of times we flee the marriage because we've lost ourselves somehow. So we go out and we, you know, try to be who we used to be or, you know, whatever we're looking yeah. for at what cost. I know, but, but I love, I love that idea. And I love what she's saying there. I just wish, and I can understand why, but there's something about being in a relationship. And I think if people are listening right now, they'll understand this, that you just have been with that person so long and maybe that you've created these expectations around who you are or who mm -hmm. you are in the relationship mm -hmm. that you just can't seem to step into that new space of here's what I want. But I think where people are thinking, if I can't cross into that new space of like redefining who I am or, or changing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think in a sexual relationship, I think there are people that, you know, last decade, I didn't really want to do any of that stuff, like anything creative mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean, or mm -hmm. get a harness or bell, you know, mm -hmm. and, but in this new decade, I want to explore, I want mm -hmm. to try new things, mm -hmm. but with this person that I've established this certain particular kind of relationship with, I don't feel the freedom to do that. And that is where you have to get brave. You have mm -hmm. to talk about those things. Mm -hmm. And if it requires mm -hmm. counseling to get there, you know, a third party, then mm -hmm. do it and mm -hmm. see, because they may be thinking that too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's hard because especially if you get married young, but it doesn't matter when you get married, you're always changing and evolving. And so the person that you married is going to be a different person in 10 years, their thoughts, their theologies about things, their ideas, their dreams. We're like, all new people. And if you're not doing it together, if you're not growing together, like not that you all have to match ideas, but sure. if you're not doing it together. Or if you're not open to allowing somebody to have their own reality, mm -hmm. like a Republican and a Democrat yes. who are married mm -hmm. and are open and have mm -hmm. respect for each other's, mm -hmm. you know, opinions. Yeah. Like that to me is growth. That's yeah. maturity, mm -hmm. you know, that you can do that. We talked about that last time, the genius yeah. of the and or the tyranny of the or, that both mm -hmm. of these things can exist yeah. and I'm not going to lose my mind. So as we change in marriages, mm -hmm. we have to be brave and assert what it is that we need and the things that we want and mm -hmm. say them so that you don't feel like you have to go into hiding in secret and mm -hmm. then go out and 
find it someplace else. Totally, 100%. Yeah. I, I always marvel at the people who are willing to say the thing. Yeah. Like, good for you. Right. And then I think of those people who just won't say it. Mm-hmm. Like, just fucking say it. Just yeah. say, I'm not the same person sexually that I used to be. Mm-hmm. You know? Or I don't hold the same belief system about God that I used to. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm not asking for your permission here, but you need to know that you stifling this in me and not mm-hmm. allowing me to be this person is going to have really bad results. Like I admire when somebody can say it before it happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like somebody's yeah. going to have an affair, like tell them mm-hmm. you not having sex with me ever. Mm-hmm. I've thought of that so many times with guys who've told me I haven't had sex with my wife in a year. And it's mm-hmm. not because of anything health-wise. Mm-hmm. It's just because we've grown apart and they're like, I feel like I'm going to cheat. I'm going to feel like, to-. I'm like, say that exact thing mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. just said to me, say that to them. We haven't mm-hmm. had sex in a year and I feel like I'm going to cheat. Just yeah. fucking say it. Yeah. So they know. Yeah. And can be like, oh shit, are you serious? Or how mm-hmm. could you even think about that? It's like, because I'm a man and there's a fair amount of piggery in there, I want to have sex. Yeah, totally. Right? Well, at least I'm telling you beforehand. I've heard of people saying like, I can be like, we're best friends. Okay. That's awesome that you're, you married your best friend. But um, what makes this, the relationship like different is that you have sex. Like that's, that's what makes it different. And yeah. so if you're not then there's no difference in any of your friendships really out there. Cause that's what makes you a relationship, right? Right. It's that intimacy of, of sex. And so you look at someone and go right now, we're just like roommates or we're friends. Like there's nothing that puts us together in an, a, an intimate way that yeah. I don't do with other people. You, I want to do it with you. And so address it. If that's what is going mm-hmm. on, then address it. Be honest about it of, I don't like this and I want mm-hmm. something else. Can we change it up? Yeah. And if we don't know how, we go to a therapist and say, we want to reestablish a connection sexually or in and our don't even intimacy. know how. We don't it's know like how you're strangers. It. You're strangers yeah. again. Yeah. Did you ever see that that movie? I think it might be called Hope Springs. Meryl <laughs> Streep and Tommy Lee. Hope Springs. That's what it's yeah. called. And their therapist is Steve Carell from The Office. Okay. okay. Yeah. You should watch that movie because okay. it is a relationship that they both want, but mm-hmm. they are older and mm-hmm. they've lost that love and feeling. And it is the most real, awkward, uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. like the moments in therapy where you're like, Mm -hmm. like you just feel Mm -hmm. the tension (laughs) and it feels like legitimately what it would be like when you're like, I can't do anything with him. Like, I I can't, I don't know what to do. Like, it feels like they just don't know what to do. And I love it. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they try to get things going, it's not like movie at all. They're like trying to make out on a table and somebody's got a fork in their back. And you know what I mean? It's like they're trying things to no avail, which seems where they're just like, this is stupid. I feel like an idiot. And it's like, I love that because it puts you in that place of not being the person that knows. And 
being vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. I just feel old and ugly. I don't feel sexy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want this. Look at my body. I've had four mm-hmm. kids, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. That kind of vulnerability yes. is the sexiest thing in the whole wide world. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do. To me, do. it is. Yeah. It's like, and I think to any real person, it is. Anyway, people should watch that movie. It's uncomfortable in spots, but it's Meryl Streep and Tommy Lee Jones. It's beautifully done. Oh, good. Uncomfortable as hell. But it would have made me, if I were watching that movie with my spouse and that was a representative of me, of our relationship, oh my God, I can't... I. Be like, I don't like this movie. Do you? No, me either. Let's watch the game. You know what I mean? But if I watched that all the way through and felt that moment, I would have shut it off and looked over and said, we have to do something. Like it felt like that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Will you go with me? Let's get some help. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like pause any time that you said, like, it's hard, I'm just going to freeze the screen and like do a big, yeah, like a like anytime we've said anything that even remotely sounds sexual, I'm going to freeze it and take a second to like confetti pour down the screen. You know, when you don't know what to talk about, just start talking about sex. That's always great. Well, I love talking about this stuff and we haven't done a whole lot of this. We've kept it more on the serious side and talked about dead bodies, but we're talking about dead bodies of another kind. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited about our next episode because we are going to have my friend and the amazing writer, Laura Parrott Perry, who has a new memoir coming out called Homeward that is actually available on Amazon for Uh, Mm pre-order. The the ebook is, not the paperback. And the subtitle is How One Woman Embraced Being Lost to Find Her Way Home. Mm -hmm. You've already been reading on it. I'm on chapter nine and it's really, really good. I've cried numerous times, but it's in a good way, in a growing way. She is one of the most hopeful writers, but my God, can she paint a picture in Mm -hmm. a way that puts you right inside that story. Yeah, I barely know her. And I feel like I was right with her the whole time, like kind of just this little fly on the wall watching the whole thing unfold. Yeah. So on our next episode, we're going to have Laura in with us. She'll be our first actual guest on this mm-hmm. podcast. And I'm excited oh about that. I know. Yeah. So we're going to have a serious moment or maybe a fun moment. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. That's it for us today on Fire Away. We'll be back with more seriously funny conversations next week. Don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash podcast fireway and on Instagram at fireway underscore podcast and watch us via video on our YouTube channel and fire this podcast off to fire. I'm just realizing, I wonder if we wrote that on purpose. Fire this podcast off to a few friends like Fire Away. I must have, I'm just realizing that right now. Fire this podcast off to a few friends. Fire away! Fire away! Fire away!